Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. GTII stock is the topic of today's presentation. And if you're somebody that's holding GTII stock or thinking about holding GTII stock, then this is a presentation that you're going to want to watch. So the company that we're going to talk about today, Global Tech Industries Group, this is the stock ticker GTII. And in doing research on which companies investors are searching for on YouTube, we came across this company. It's quite heavily searched for. Uh, It says here that the competition is quite low, but it's actually quite high. So there's quite a few videos about this company, and I doubt that any of them are going to take a critical look at the company as we're going to today. Now, we would typically never cover a company like this because we don't invest in companies that uh, haven't achieved meaningful revenues yet. This is an over-the-counter stock. That means it trades on the -the over-the-counter exchange. We believe all over-the-counter stocks should be avoided like the plague. And if a stock is being promoted as the second coming of Christ, then it's a sure sign that it's being manipulated. And a quick look on YouTube shows that GTII stock is quite popular among a variety of channels that appear to be promoting this. Now, this company and others like it, they're characterized by spinning wheels for decades trying to reinvent themselves and really going nowhere fast. So when you look at what they do, they say they provide a protective umbrella of a publicly listed and fully compliant SEC audited company for acquisition candidates. So the idea here is that similar to a SPAC, they provide a vehicle for companies that can access public capital. Now, the problem with that is if you're a firm that acquires companies and you're pursuing this business model, then one would expect that you're purchasing businesses that have revenue and reflecting that in your financial statements. And that isn't the case with global tech. So when we look at their portfolio of companies, this is what they list, this classroom salon and this gold transactions international, which we'll talk a little bit about more later. Now, when you look at their latest 10Q, they're up to all kinds of different things. So they have several metaverse projects that are on hold. FINRA appears to be complaining that they had purchased a billion Shiba Inu tokens. If you're not familiar with what that is, it was actually a gag joke that a worthless crypto token that was put together as a joke and actually gained popularity. Uh, Those haven't been distributed as a dividend, as the company said they would. Uh, They withdrew their registration with the SEC for this art token project. So they have somewhere around $65,000 in art that they bought, and they were going to tokenize that and distribute it to their shareholders as a NFT dividend. Again, just a bunch of useless gimmicks, uh, as we often see with other firms that try to create uh, hype around things that they're doing, these quote-unquote dividends. They bought this firm called Bronx Family. Eye care, and then they promptly unwound the transaction. So that was a big waste. There's all sorts of legal proceedings that are ongoing, and they can't even afford to pay 
the two employees on their payroll. And when you look at their financials, so you can just go to the SEC and the database and pull up their latest financials and take a look at them, you see here that uh, they're still managing to spend a fair amount of money. But why the heck would you be donating money to charity when you can't even pay your employees. The whole thing just stinks. Now, when you look at assets, what does this company actually have? Well, pretty much a lot of nothing. So you can see they have about $340,000 there in current assets with cash and marketable security. So many of the people watching this video probably have more net worth than that. And then you get down to other assets and they list this license that they acquired, which gives them access to this distribution network of gold dealers. It all sounds rather shady. There you can see the $67,000 of art that they purchased that they want to, for whatever reason, distribute to shareholders. And that's it. That's the assets of this $400 million company. Why this firm commands that market cap, uh, we just can't figure out why. Now, if you go back in time and you look at some of their previous filings, it's very quick and easy to see that this firm has been dabbling in all sorts of things from nano drug delivery to clean technologies. Here's one back in 2010, this firm they acquired that was uh, developing environmental, environmentally friendly technologies. And they had this electrolyte technology that simplified the production of biofuels. And you can see here when they were named GTII used to be named uh, Treetop. It says TTI is actively engaged in developing a business platform to showcase the bat technologies and will spend the majority of its resources in support of this opportunity. Well, whatever happened to that? So you can go back uh, several decades and see that this firm has gone nowhere fast under the guidance of its fearless leader, who happens to be the uh, CEO, chairman of the board, and CFO. It's not doing a very good job as the CFO. So here you could see notes payable in default. So this is money that the firm has borrowed that they haven't paid back. So they defaulted on these loans. These are to various corporations or individuals who did work for them. Uh, that's not a good thing. One of these individuals actually uh, was a shareholder. So uh, when you're unable to pay your debts and you don't take responsibility for your debts, then that's not a good way to conduct business. Now, when we think about a price target for this company, they have a current market cap of $472 million. So what's a fair price for a company that spins wheels for decades? Well, we'd propose that fair price would reflect the assets on the balance sheet. So for now, we're going to look past the liabilities, the notes in default, the steady dilution of shareholders over time, and simply work out what the market cap should be if it reflected the actual assets on the balance sheet. And that would be uh, trading at around six cents a share versus what it trades at now, which is well over a dollar. So um, ascribing any sort of a greater value to this company would require one to look past their track record of failures and inability to monetize any of their acquired businesses. Now, when you look at what this firm is getting up to in their press releases. More recently, they're trying to imply that it's illegal trading that's uh, keeping them down. Never mind the fact they're trading at a $470 million market cap. They seem to think that 
uh, a significant number of shares being sold at artificially depressed prices uh, is what's keeping them down. And this quote-unquote continued market manipulation has led to them appointing this uh, director of illegal trading task force. And uh, who knows how they're paying him if they can't afford to pay the two employees on their payroll. And uh, maybe that's the other employee aside from the CEO. And uh, they're going to file a lawsuit apparently against a number of firms. And it just uh, makes you think about that scene in uh, Pulp Fiction uh, where... um, he says, it ain't the coffee in my kitchen that I'm worried about. And Well, it ain't the short sellers that are the problem here. There's a problem with a business that can't seem to generate any revenues. What you have here is an individual who's listed as chairman of the board and CEO. That's a conflict of interest. So that's a red flag when you see that for corporations. But when you also have that same individual acting as the CFO, that's an even bigger red flag. And You see here where the company states, our operations are supported by our CEO who uses individual credit to pay for expenses of the company. That's not really a company. Is it more like a one-man show? And they say, well, they employ two individuals in executive positions, and this is one of them. So when we... After we did a, a cursory look at uh, their financials to see just how bad things have been going for this firm over the past several decades, we thought that perhaps somebody else had picked up on this. And indeed, there's a firm, we don't know much about them. This needs to be taken with a grain of salt because they're likely short the company and they put out this piece on Global Tech Industries, a company that publishes endless PRs of fake partnerships, has zero revenues, and no real business. So uh, zero revenues is certainly the case. That's easy enough to validate. Uh, These are some of the points that they made, a long history of failed acquisitions of random businesses. Indeed, that is true. They've never generated any meaningful revenues or profits with an increasing accumulated deficit. You can look for that yourselves. They say, well, they gave a consultant uh, 200,000 shares worth over $400,000 to find a Picasso print for the company to buy for uh, $33,000 for its meta art gallery. Well, we can't confirm that, but if they did pay a consultant that much to acquire art, then that's not good. Uh, They talk about a recent pending lawsuit where a former investor relations firm, so you definitely want to pay attention to companies that pay investor relations firms, uh, they're being sued uh, and not allowed to sell their shares for services rendered. Uh, They talk about rumors of a short squeeze uh, for issuance of these art tokens as if they're worth anything. The $67,000 worth of art compared to the $427 million market cap of this company. They talk about excessive executive compensation. Not sure about that. They're not even able to compensate their executives. They have a backlog of pay that's owed. And they point to numerous Twitter accounts pumping the stock. And you can just, again, go and validate this stuff for yourself. It's easy enough to do. When you look at the hard numbers, such as the increase share count over time. That's dilution. And when you look at the fact that this firm uh, since 2007 has had what rough less than $150,000 in revenues while they continue to burn through cash. This isn't a business that you, you couldn't even call this a business. Now, the takeaway that you can uh, have here from this presentation that's useful so that you can learn something about Uh, the red flags that companies exhibit that you should pay close attention to. I put up this slide here and you can pause the presentation and read through it. It's just a number of 
uh, red flags that you'll spot when you're looking at companies. Um, these may or may not be exhibited with GTII, but these are warning flags. When we talk about penny stocks, the price of the shares is irrelevant. It's the type of company that generally doesn't have any revenues and then just spins wheels. Remember this. The only goal of a business is to survive. So they teach you that in B school. And the gentleman that's running this company is doing an excellent job of, of keeping it afloat. And the fact that he's been able to get the market cap upwards of $470 million is just incomprehensible. But um, you shouldn't be the one paying for the life support system here. So you never get involved with any over-the-counter company ever just immediately take away that lesson and just don't do it. Don't invest in companies that haven't achieved meaningful revenues, no matter what story they're spinning. That rule is going to save you a lot of money. Remember, the goal of every company is to survive, but you don't need to fund their survival. Learn how to be an investor where you invest in companies, not stocks. Now, I've put up another video here for you to watch. Before you click on that video, please click on our logo here, the Nanalyze logo. Subscribe to our channel. Thanks for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.